Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. Real Wise Productions presents Plush Life, From Prison to Peace. Author Anthony Poppy J. Gonzalez takes you down his amazing journey from prison to actually turning his life around and becoming a successful podcaster, author, and entrepreneur. A Plush Life will be found soon on Kindle and Amazon, but first you can go check out his first book, Confessions of a Man, Evolution of a Play, also on Amazon and Kindle. And you know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. And welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E Wise. And today I have a very special guest. He's the editor-in-chief and CEO of Terminus Media. Welcome to the show, Mark Stencil. What's going on, Mark? Hey. Hey, Wise. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, no. uh, I love your show, and it's, it's, it's great stuff, man. I just try to put out some positive content. That's that's all I want to do. I just want to come on, have co- good conversation, and just put out some good content. Because I just feel like if you're if someone's gonna give me their time to listen to me, then I just want to put out some positive stuff that they can enjoy. Absolutely, and I, I love your approach of you know having a conversation with somebody and asking questions, good, really good questions. And, uh, you know, it's like you feel like I'm getting better and smarter <laughs> as, as the minutes tick by, man. It's, it's a beautiful thing. I, I have a great time, man. It's, like I said, when, I was, when we were talking off, off camera and stuff, offline, and um, for me it's just when I first started, I, I was doing um, just me by myself, doing the rants of the day and stuff like that. And, and it was cool, but I, I just wasn't feeling it. It's when I started interviewing people and, and decided that I just wanted to put out more positive content. I didn't want to rant on on the on the news. I didn't want to focus on the president. I didn't want to focus on none of that stuff because it just, it just pissed me off. So I, I, I didn't want to stay in that. And I, yeah, I didn't want to stay in that energy. So I just said, you know what? I'm just going to focus on talking to people and just having good conversation and just putting out positive content. And since then I've just truly fallen in love with podcasting is this is my passion. This is I, I, for I, I joke around with my wife's like for 45 years, I didn't know what I was truly passionate about. And then once I got behind the mic, it, it just changed all that. And I didn't, I didn't, when I got behind it, I didn't know it would go to where it's been going. It's been, it's been going awesome. I, I've met some amazing people. I've met some great connections and like I said, this is something I'm truly passionate about and I truly invest in myself and, and just trying to improve every day. Man, that's so great. And you know, before the show started, we, we were, we were talking about that we're roadcaster bros because we, we, we made a decision at some point that, Hey, if we're going to invest our time in this and ask other people to invest their time, let's get the absolute best equipment that we're, we can get. Um, with the resources we have. So uh, at least, you know, the equipment is not going to be the problem. <laughs> no, no, definitely. There's and, definitely not going to be the equipment. That's right. And I remember reading about uh, Benjamin Franklin. One, one thing that he talked about in his 
sort of guide for young men and, and life and everything was to to learn to become a good conversationalist, learn to have a conversation with somebody. And, you know, going from sort of the, the whole ranting thing to the creative discussion and seeking wisdom is, you know, is it's, it's a beautiful thing, man, because wisdom, I don't know, man, wisdom isn't valued as much as maybe it has been in the past or, or maybe it's just some people don't value it and other people do. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, to me, it's, I, I don't think people, they think, I think people want to feel like once they get out of college or, or high school, so for some people it's high school, for some people it's college, that they stop learning. And that's not the case. It, it, yeah, that's that's not the case. You have to keep learning and you have to keep growing and, and developing yourself. And like within the last year, I've been able to add different titles under my name. Uh, CEO has, has been one of them. Editor, uh, producer, uh, started making, creating logos. So there's so many different things just in the year alone from me finding my passion. <laughs> so many different things have opened up dude 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 same here it's like uh, i know 2020 has been rough but when life is rough you you either get bitter and you blame or other people or you get better you you upgrade you 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 what is it in video games where you go to the next level, level up you level, yeah, up, you level up right yeah and 2020 has definitely been a year of leveling up for me because i added a podcaster to uh, my resume, I added a whole bunch of things as well. And uh, there's so many things like when you, when you talk about when people graduate from high school or college, they stop reading books. They stop having conversations with people they disagree with. They stop listening and they just rant all the time. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where if, if you're in a canoe and someone is complaining a lot, he's probably the guy in the canoe who's not really pulling the oar. You know, he's just kind of sitting there saying, you know, you're, you're not really paddling the canoe properly. And why don't you, why don't you work on your technique? And why don't you work harder? And I'm hungry and I'm thirsty. You know, that dude in the, in the canoe, if you picture one of those long canoes. Oh yeah, you mean the dude you the dude you want to throw off the canoe. The dude you want to throw off the canoe. <laughs> like dude. Exactly. Like your dude, seriously, exactly. man, you're not helping the situation out. Either you start paddling or you That's gotta right. go. <laughs> I know. That dude needs to cool off and, and go for a swim. I yeah, think. that maybe. So. <laughs> <laughs> some people complain and some people do stuff. And I definitely want to you know, be the guy who's doing stuff and making moves and uh, improving myself. And uh, I see a lot of guys doing that. Uh, a lot of ladies doing that, uh, starting a podcast, starting a business, uh, getting after it. And uh, so it's exciting, man. Yeah, Like I said, I start, I, I got I, within the year I've added CEO and all these other different titles and it's just been great. And I, and, and just the fact that I get to speak to some amazing people, and I didn't like, like I didn't really consider what my podcast was. I didn't think of what kind of podcast it it was like until I got nominated for a, a couple of um a couple of uh, awards that some fellow podcasters nominated me for. 
And I come to find out I'm a, a self-help podcast. <laughs> and I, I didn't, but I didn't think of, I didn't think of it like that. I just thought of it just in great conversation. And just now that I sit down and realize it, I, I am, I, I guess I am, but, but it's great, man. It's just the, just the fact that people recognized my work and recognized the growth. It, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And just to have those people acknowledge me, like fellow podcasters rec- recognize what I'm doing. It, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And sometimes it takes a while to find your lane, to find what you're great at. And I think it was Albert Einstein that said something like, if if a fish judges itself by its ability to climb a tree, the fish will spend its whole life thinking that it's stupid, right? But, you know, we we sometimes it, it takes some time. It takes some experience to find what we're great at, what we're uniquely gifted and and talented to do to to make a positive dent in the universe but man once you discover that uh sometimes you have to discover that and then you have to discover how to make money doing that <laughs> yeah definitely because <laughs> you could be like man my purpose is to is to watch television all day and can you make a great living watching television all day yeah but you got to figure it out right um maybe you watch television all day and do reviews of those TV shows and post that on the internet and have a channel and uh, whatever you love to do, whatever you're great at, you can, you, you can, can make, make it into a, a business. A yeah. doing it. You can, you can definitely make, exactly. you can definitely make what you're, what you're passionate about into a business. You just have to find out what is it that you love. Absolutely. I think I saw one of the, one of the most popular YouTube channels that's just pulling down millions of dollars is this kid who does toy reviews. And he's like, you know, this toy, it, it stinks. Yeah. And here's, and I don't like it because blah, blah, blah. They're short, they're sweet, but man, other kids are, man, they're, they're, they're taking down that content and taking that advice. So, Hey, one of the things you look at and you'd be like, wow, this kid is a multimillionaire right now. And it's because he's doing a review and he, he's just honestly just being himself playing, having a good time. And, and then, yeah. So when you get to, when you're able to play and have a good time at what you're doing, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, how many kids are, are, are pulling down a ton of money doing like YouTube channels where they're, they're playing video games and they're filming themselves playing video games and doing walkthroughs uh, and making tons of money doing it because other kids watch those videos. And I know parents are like, oh, I don't want my kids wasting so much time watching you know, YouTube. But sometimes what that kid is doing on YouTube is he's learning. He's seeking out topics and other things that he's interested in. And he's going and teaching himself about it, learning from other people's experience. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It can be a very good thing. I know every time, you know, when my refrigerator breaks, you know, I'll go and do a YouTube search, you know, ice maker not working in GE refrigerator. And there's probably you know, 25 videos of some dude going, well, found out what the problem was with my refrigerator and here's how I fixed it. And boom, you know, $15 on Amazon later, I got the part and I fixed it myself for 15 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Listen, whenever I have an issue with anything as far as like editing or, or even with the roadcaster, like I'll go to, I'll go to YouTube and I'll put, put in my, whatever issue is that am I having and it'll pop up and I'm okay, here we go. And, and I, and you, and you that's, a, and that's, a, it's, it's not like back in my day where I had to go to the public library to go look in the reference section and find different things. 
No, it's YouTube, and I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yes. I know. It's, it's a great thing, uh, all the information that we have on the Internet that we can just do a search for, and we can inform ourselves. And, man, if you're, if you're a lifelong learner, uh, like I have, uh, you know, I have a subscription Audible, so I listen to audiobooks, and, and I read physical books, and, I, you know, I'm a member of Masterclass. So I go in there and watch, you know, the CEO of Disney talk about, you know, Bob, Bob Iger talking about, hey, here's what I did at Disney and, and, uh, and uh, watch a ton of those videos. Neil Gaiman talks about how to be a good writer. Putting yourself in those lanes, at least setting aside time every day and every week to, to learn and to take in information and then using that information, doing it, putting it into practice. We just get better and better and better. That's that's the point to grow. So Terminus Media, tell me a little something about it. Yeah, Terminus Media started like 20 years ago. Uh, we were a bunch of screenwriters in Atlanta writing screenplays. And 20 years ago, there was, there was very little film business in Atlanta. Now it's like, yeah, I mean it's blowing up in Atlanta. Yeah, next to Hollywood, it's one of the the top spots to go to go film. It is. I, th- I think they call it Yollywood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but tons of you know all the Marvel films you've seen. Uh, tons of uh, Stranger Things is filming here. Uh, so the, the all ten of our uh, we have ten major film studios here in Atlanta, and they're all booked out for the rest of the year. So, um, you know, the business part of my brain is like, I need to go build an eleventh studio so I can book that thing. Out. Um, but uh, there's a lot of pent up, you know, film business uh, that didn't get done in 2020, so they're making up for lost time. But 20 years ago, there was no film business, and we were writing screenplays, and we were like, how can we? You know, we don't live in Los Angeles, we don't live in New York. How can we? you know, get some kind of advantage where someone will at least read our screenplay and look at it. And so we decided comic books are a great way with sequential art to sort of tell a story visually. It's almost like storyboards for a film and this will give us an advantage. So uh, we started making comic books and, you know, we went to uh, Dragon Con, a big convention here in Atlanta, pop culture convention. And, uh, sold hundreds and hundreds of comic books so we're like hey let's uh let's keep making these things and selling them we started out with black and white comics and then we did color comics and then we did long form 100 page plus graphic novels worth of comics and then we started doing animation and uh so it all just kind of took off uh from that and uh so yeah, it's been it's been it's been a lot of fun and uh, the entertainment is uh industry is is you know it's like it's like bull riding it's fun but yeah it's challenging for sure <laughs> so i see that you're actually you have you you're actually you have actually one that you write yourself which is platypus versus monkey that that and oh, yeah. I, I was read, yeah, i read a little was... bit about it and I, I thought it was an interesting concept like okay so so tell us about that yeah, platypus versus monkey. Uh, uh, you know, the platypus, uh, you know, Humphrey, the platypus is kind of the uh, Mickey Mouse of Terminus Media, right? He's kind of our mascot because uh, Terminus Media, we're, we're kind of different. You know, we have a lot of diversity in our company and, uh, you know, that, that platypus is, is very different. <laughs> he's, he's kind of furry. He's got a duck bill. The males have a, a stinging uh, thing on their leg. Uh, they swim in the water. They lay eggs. <laughs> I mean, 
platypus or platypi are very uh, sort of odd. So, uh, so we kind of picked up that platypus character and uh, the, the, you know, just the story about platypus monkey is the, uh, you know, a Soviet a monkey test subject is shot into space and uh, hit by an asteroid. So he spins off into deep space and is lost for 60 years out in deep space. And some benevolent aliens find the monkey in his ship and uh, they're like monks, right? These aliens and they decide to, to repair him and to send him back to his point of origin. So they repair him and replace, you know, some of his limbs with metal limbs and replace his tail with like a big laser blaster tail and put him in a, a ship and send him back to his point of origin. But instead of landing in Russia, he lands in New York city. Oh, and they repaired his brain with data on his Soviet probe. So when he gets to New York city, he thinks he's there to take over, you know, the United States for mother Russia and so the, the glory of the Soviet union. So <laughs> he, uh, He's he's blowing stuff up and and making a ruckus and he's confronted by our little Humphrey the the, the platypus character, who is basically Humphrey Bogart from the 1940s. You know the Maltese Falcon. Uh, he wears a fedora and uh, has an old, you know, circa World War II 45 and brass knuckles. You know he's kind of a, a, a kind of a little bit gangster, tough guy. And uh, so he doesn't appreciate this uh, super Soviet cyber monkey, you know, busting up the neighborhood and, and uh, spouting off all of this uh, Soviet propaganda. Because uh, one problem that monkey has is they, they fix his brain, but he glitches all the time and starts, you know, throwing out quotes from Joseph Stalin like ideas. We don't allow our enemies to have guns, you know, and ideas are far more powerful than guns. We don't allow our enemies to have guns. Why would we allow our enemies to have ideas? <laughs> so the monkey's spouting off all this stuff, and uh, you know the platypus does not appreciate it. So they have words, you know, they have words with one another, and then you know the the uh, the monkey blows up his his classic uh, Ford Falcon with his you know laser blaster tail, and I mean you know dude messes with your car uh, or your or your or your nice or your nice new sneakers. I mean it, it's on at that point, so they, they, <laughs> they get into a physical altercation, and uh, you know uh, the great thing about this uh, is folks can see this entire chapter one of this book um, animated. Um, if they go to the description in your podcast, we, uh, we sent you that link and uh, folks can go check that out. It's not on our website, so you're not going to find a link to that video there. But if you check out the description in uh, the podcast, you, you can go check out that entire chapter one animated with voice acting and original music and sound effects. And, uh, you know, check it out. Let us know what you think. Oh yeah, I checked. I checked out the trailer for uh, Radio Free America. That, oh yeah, that was interesting, especially with, with the with the hip hop aspect of it. Was wow. Just I, I'll, I'll let people let when I put the description and let them go check it out because I want people to find out for themselves. But it, it's very interesting that that concept for for what they were doing, especially after being uh, nuked and all that, and and fighting all these countries using hip hop to send messages. Wow, <laughs> I know. 
when when uh, Dr. Bell, you know, he's a, Dr. Bell is, you know, I mean, he's very, very talented artist and a college professor. And uh, we sat down in a Figo pasta um, and I'm eating, you know, some really good lasagna. And he's like, OK, Mark, so, you know, let me pitch this idea to you. And he pitched that whole thing of the United States being nuked by, you know, China. And, and when I say China, I don't mean the Chinese people. The Chinese people are good people. They love their family. They work hard just like us. Uh, so it's, it's more about the, the Chinese communist party. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, the government. It's, and, everything has to do yeah, with the government, not the, the government, people the itself, government. the government. Yes. The government, yeah, you know, and we can be critical of the government here in the United States as well. As well, yes. Uh, that's right. But, uh, you know, the United States gets nuked by these different governments, and EMP Pulse puts us back into the dark ages in terms of technology. So the only way that the resistance can coordinate itself is through old school broadcast radio stations, right? And they broadcast this, you know, pirate Radio Free America with a K signal. And they, the way that they coordinate the resistance is by encoding messages into the beats and scratches of hip-hop music. And DJ Mose B, the hero of the story, who doesn't want to be a hero, he just, you know, is chilling in Philly and doesn't want any trouble. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes trouble comes to us. <laughs> it comes knocking at our door. So, you know, he's got to step up and answer the call. And, you know, it's really about, you know, what, what happens when... You know, we as a people or any people are attacked by by the enemies at the gate, you know, who want to come in and steal and kill and destroy. You know, usually what happens is we, we band together real quick and those gangbangers and those those cops in Philadelphia, you know, they start they start uh, working together and they start fighting together. And so it's really about what is it what does it mean to be a patriot? What does it mean to to love your country and to fight for for your country and and those those common values of you know freedom and justice and so you know these these are things we can all agree are, are good things that that are worth fighting for so yeah radio free america that's what about and, and the art is like amazing it's it's freaking beautiful <laughs> you know they're in there doing some break dancing and and so there's some there's some hip-hop in there that dr bell has has uh injected into that uh, project so uh yeah radio free america is is it's a beautiful thing we have a graphic novel worth of material that that beautiful uh you know perfect bound book where you can read the whole story arc and uh, that first story arc of radio free america check it out all right so then dominion i'm not a religious person i'm a spiritual person i'm more of a spiritual person yet but this one just looking at the art and and just the idea the concept of of, of the House of Soul being in space, being like a space opera type thing. It's amazing. It's something that kind of caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dominion followed the House of Saul. It's inspired by the story of the first king of Israel in the Bible. It's there in First Samuel, and um, it's one of those you know it's one of those stories you don't hear very often uh, about this guy. He he wasn't a great king. He was you know the first king basically because. He was a head taller than everybody else. It's like, so, oh, hey, you're tall. Let's make you king. Uh, which if, if you're vertically challenged, you, you understand that sometimes the tall guy gets picked, you know, <laughs> when you're, you know, making teams, sometimes the tall guy just gets picked because he's the tall guy. And, well, you know, he's probably going to be able to shoot the baskets better. You know, tell that to Spud Webb, right? But, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, Dominion, 
is based on the story of the rise and fall, you know, spoiler of um, King Saul in the Bible. And it, it's, it's inspired by that story. But instead of having like the old school, like dudes with the beards and the running around in the bathrobes sort of sort of story uh we set the the story in in intergalactic space and the the characters in dominion instead of being these old school human bible looking characters they are anthropomorphic animals so king saul is a huge like alpha male lion with a big mane and he's big and he's intimidating and he's powerful and his son jonathan and his daughter uh, michael and his wife ahenoim are, are are also lions but there's all kinds of uh, creatures that populate Dominion, like cheetahs and tigers and pandas and raccoons and deers and rhinoceros and gorillas. If it's kind of furry and warm-blooded, it's part of Dominion. If it's cold-blooded, uh, it's probably the Philistines, the bad guys, right? So the Philistines are crocodiles and alligators and snakes and snapping turtles and all these cold-blooded creatures who and and our story come in with you know freddy krueger razors on their hands and they're all about tearing you apart and consuming you and eating you so they're really scary and um you know the the story of saul is the precursor to a story a lot of folks may be more familiar with uh, that that biblical underdog story of David and Goliath. David was the second king of Israel. So we're we're working on wrapping up chapter three right now for Dominion, and uh, I think chapter three is where uh, this little kid David makes his first appearance in, in our telling of this story, inspired by the biblical story. There, like I said, it, it was when I was when I was reading the, the descriptions and everything. I'm like. That's just interesting. You know, it, it is. It's like it's a, it's a different take on the on on the Bible. Like this is some people they don't want to look. They don't want to read the Bible. They don't people just don't. But this is a different take, and it just might. Hey, let me see this, and they're not not being aware of what it truly is, and they're gaining something. They're learning something from it. They're gaining um something some from historic facts and and whatever. Even though you. You made it into into the direction I went with the sci the sci fi aspect of it, but it's still the sim it's still the same store concept. So that hey, that's thanks. awesome. I mean, yeah, there's there's timeless uh, there's timeless things that are that are there that that I think whether you're a religious person, which I'm not, I'm more of a spiritual person um, myself. Um, there's timeless things like you know you you reap what you sow. <laughs> you know King Saul, he reaps a whole lot of anger. He has anger problems, and he also has this whole thing of I know better than everybody else and I don't care what everybody tells me I'm going to do what I want to do and then when things blow up in his face he blames other people well you know it's their fault it's, it's this other person's fault and uh, you know and, and he reaps the benefit he reaps he reaps the the repercussions of that kind of anger you know when you sow anger in your family and you yell at everybody all the time and you won't listen uh you know, it's fine when your kids are little kids, but if you do that the whole time and yell at your kids and, and don't treat them right, you know, when they get 18, 21, 25, 30, and they don't come around, don't be, don't be surprised, right? Uh, so, you know, there's timeless principles like that. You know, you, you reap what you sow that whether you're a Buddhist or a, a Christian or a Muslim, we, I think we can pretty much all agree that that's, 
That's that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, it's about it's about literacy too. It's like if, if you're if you consider yourself a growing literate person, you know, it's it's not going to hurt you to at least read parts of the Bible for yourself and be familiar with with what's there. Even if you're like, well, I don't I don't think it's you know necessarily you know supernatural or the Word of God. You don't really have to think that to benefit um, from it and to learn something from it. So. It's not 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 every aspect of the Bible's view. There's certain there, there might be a story there that that touches you. You didn't know would affect you in the way it does because there's just stories in there that you can resonate with it. You can you understand how certain certain these stories like just makes you feel like, hey, I'm going to do something similar to that, or I know that feeling. And so, like like I said, I'm not a religious person, but I am very spiritual, and I and 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 I, and, I, and like and again. The Bible is not for everyone, but there are some stuff that you can you can take and learn and grow. And that's with any book. That's with anything. You, you take what is beneficial to you, what helps you understand and helps you grow. Not every book is for everyone. Not everyone like it's just. But the, you just need to keep reading and yeah, learning. Absolutely. And it's, uh, sometimes it's it's chew up the meat and spit out the bones, right? And you know, there's 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 stories in the Bible that can encourage you, like the story of David and Goliath. You, know, you got this little kid basically um, going up against this huge warrior with armor and a spear and a sword and all these you know weapons of war, and this little kid is like, you know, I'm going to take you down and. You know, he gets his five smooth stones and he takes his sling and, you know, King Saul tries to put his armor on him. Here, kid, put my armor on yourself. And he's like, no, it's too heavy and I don't know how to use it. You know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to take these five smooth stones and this uh, slingshot. And I'm going to I'm going to take care of some business. And, uh, you know, I can't wait in our story. Dominion follow the house of Saul. Yeah, I think that's coming in chapter four and five, where, you know, in our story that's set in this intergalactic, interplanetary world, uh, where on the battlefield, they don't fight in jeeps and on foot, they fight in battle mechs, right? So you, you think about what's coming in Dominion with this little kid, David, getting in a mech called a slingshot, <laughs> which is a little tiny, fast bird-like mech. And he's going up against the big Mecha Godzilla uh, Goliath, you know, super mech. And yeah, man, I, I just, I keep harassing the art team. I'm like, come on, you guys, you know, you know, yeah, come on, you guys, just, just give me like a little uh, taste of, of the art. What, what's, have you got any concept art you can share with me? And they're like, oh, just hold on, Mark. We're working on it. We're working on this stuff. You know, I get, I get a little excited uh, about seeing what that's going to look like. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Dominion. I'm, I'm a huge fan. And so, you know, we're going to keep making it. And hopefully, you know, folks will keep buying it. Uh, folks are raving about it, uh, whether they're, you know, Bible people or not Bible people. Uh, our creator, Baron Bell's brother, is, is not a believer, not, a, not, a, not really a man of faith, but... You know, he, uh, Baron was like, I, I, I sent it to my brother to, to get his take on it. And he was like, oh, man, this is hot. <laughs> this is this is this is the good stuff, man. You know, you guys are on to something here. So that's kind of his, uh, you know, seal of approval. <laughs> so it's a good thing. Yeah. No, listen, I, I think you guys are on something. This is just some amazing stuff, man. It's. And, and and you're taking stories from the past and and just reinventing them and and kind of making it your own. So it, well, you know, this, with Game of Thrones, awesome. like I read those books, the the Game of Thrones books before HBO started, 
you know, making a series about those books. And when they started making the series, I was like, oh, they'll never finish making all of those Game of Thrones books. But they ran out of books pretty quick. <laughs> so for me, you know, as the CEO of Terminus Media, doing doing these books that are based on, uh, you know, biblical stories. I mean, I don't know if you've seen a Bible, but, you know, the thing is really thick. There's lots of stories in there to tell. So I don't think we'll run out of any uh, of material anytime soon. So it's good for business. <laughs> <laughs> yes it is yes it yeah, is but mark let everybody know where they can find you at www.terminusmedia.com um, it's spelled t-e-r-m-i-n-u-s-m-e-d-i-a.com and we have all all of our books there we have dominion follow the house of saul we have our newest book uh samson rise which is about another biblical character uh, Samson is created by some Australian creators. So, you know, that's gritty <laughs> and kind of like, you know, flexing your biceps, uh, on that one, uh, Daryl Pennington and Matt Baker, uh, along with uh, Daniel Hancock created that, but yeah, you can check out those other books. We talked about uh, radio free America and platypus versus monkey. It's all there. And, you know, we just invite people to check it out, watch a trailer. And, and, uh, if it's something that I think you're interested in, check it out. Let us know what you think. Thanks for having oh, me, man. man. I, appreciate I really appreciate you more coming on, man. This is awesome. Pleasure was all mine, man. All right, so now it's time for shout out. Big shout out to my man Steve Joyner for setting this up, man. Another great episode. Appreciate it, Steve. Big shout out to my real wise family, Poppy J, King Says, Brandy J. Big shout out to my homie Chrissy Richards from Cypher Knowledge with Chrissy. Big shout out to my wifey, the boss lady, Fina. I love you. And a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does. Your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt, Instagram at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt, and a Facebook fan page www.facebook slash Stuck in My Mind. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out.